there in podcast land welcome to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word today we're in psalm 25 and it's pretty lengthy but i'm going to read it in its entirety it's 22 verses and i think we can get through it i'll be reading from the new american standard um, version and it reads to you lord i lift up my soul my God, in you I trust. I do not let do not let me be ashamed. Do not let my enemies rejoice over me. Indeed, none of those who wait for you will be ashamed. Those who deal treacherously without cause will be ashamed. Make me know your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day. Remember, Lord, your compassion and your faithfulness, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my wrongdoings. Remember me according to your faithfulness, for your goodness' sake, Lord. The Lord is good and upright, therefore he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in justice, and he teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are faithfulness and truth, to those who comply with his covenant and his testimonies. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my wrongdoing, for it is great. Who is the person who fears the Lord? He who instructs him in the way he should choose. His soul will dwell in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. The secrets of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he will make them known his covenant. My eyes are continually forward the Lord. He, for he will rescue my feet from the net. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Bring me out of my distress. Look at my misery and my trouble and forgive all my sins. Look at my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with violent hatred. Guard my soul and save me. Do not let me be ashamed, for I take refuge in you. Let integrity and uprightness protect me, for I wait for you, redeemed Israel, God, from all his distress. So who do you think wrote this psalm? Yes, it is another psalm coined by David. And what category do you think this one falls into? The last verses, I think, kind of give it away. It's a lamenting psalm but let's break this down into bite-sized pieces that we can treat because 22 verses is substantial (laughs) in the first three verses David affirms his faith and his trust in God something that I think is good practice for us to do every day however at the core of these three verses David is seeking um, God to deliver him from his enemies when he talks about Do not let my enemies rejoice over me, but I will wait for you. He's asking for God to deliver him from that. Then he seeks God's direction in verses 4 through 15. Make me know your ways is what he asks. Oh, that we would ask God to reveal his ways to us and then follow them. See, and there is the rub. I think 
oftentimes the problem isn't that we do not know what God has for us and the direction that he wants for us to go. No, our issue is that we don't want to go. <laughs> we make excuses that perhaps we aren't clearly hearing from God or that it's really just not the right time to do what God has asked. Really? God who is outside of time, who crafted time, he would actually ask you and I to do something that doesn't quite fit within his timeline in the first place? Yeah, right. We, or, or we need more clarification because we really need to make sure it comes from God. However, the bottom line is we are not obeying what he's asked us to do. After David asked for direction, he then asked God to protect him or to defend him against the enemies in the remaining verses. And we could look at these three categories, I believe, in, in, as we um, you know, broke this down into bite-sized pieces, as, da- as prayers that David is offering up to the Lord. The prayer of deliverance, the prayer for direction, and the prayer for protection. If we look at it from this mindset, we can ask ourselves, what are we asking God to do for us in the three areas? Starting off with deliverance. To make this request, I believe it suggests that something in your life or there is something in your life that um, you wish to be removed from, a sin or a person (laughs) or a circumstance you wish God to come in and just make it all better. Initially, I prayed for God to remove caregiving away from me, you know, to heal my mother and that everything would be great if he just did that. That was the deliverance that I wanted him from, the circumstance that he placed Mama and I in, that he allowed to take place. But God, in his infinite wisdom, knew that by allowing the disease to continue to advance in my dear sweet mother, that it would draw me closer to her and to him, that others would see our love for each other and God's love in us. So in my prayer of deliverance, from the circumstance, what he did is he delivered me from self-centeredness, from selfishness and fear. The second prayer we could ask for is a prayer of direction. Direction is something we all need, but how often do we go to God seeking him first? Most times we would rather go to friends, spouses, pastors, teachers, spiritual advisors, rather than God. Of course, it's still wise to seek their opinions, but we are to place their advice appropriately behind what God tells us to do. God is the person that we should seek his wisdom, his guidance first. Because you see, they give us their opinions. Our God gives us facts. And I would much rather have him giving me the facts of the direction that I should go in than people who have never walked in my shoes or maybe did walk in my shoes but their circumstances are still different and they're giving me their best opinion but I have God Almighty who will give me the facts so let's pray for God's direction and then thirdly is to pray for God's defense or protection you know David had real enemies who were trying to destroy him but you know we have a real enemy too who is trying to do the very same thing 
So we're just to be we're to be just as honest with God in seeking his protection as David was to keep us shielded from all the schemes that the enemy has in store for us to derail us from the path God would have us to go. We have a real enemy as well. And one way I think we can be assured of God's protection can be found in Ephesians 6, 8, <laughs> where God, where God, where Paul instructs us to put on the full armor of God. Remember that? The breastplate of righteousness, your feet are shodded in truth. You have the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit. When you, the putting on is our responsibility. We must do it. We must be intentional about spending time with God in prayer and reading his word, not doing it just to check the box, but to grow closer with him. That's how we're putting our armor on because in reading his word and then getting into his presence, bowing before him and hearing him and seeking his direction and hearing it and being obedient, we begin to be transformed into a new creature, right? One that looks like Christ. We stop falling for the tricks of the enemy and we begin to know that our relationship as a child of God comes with bennies. And one of those benefits is protection. And so we don't need to walk in fear. I encourage you today to spend time in prayer, asking God for deliverance. And it may not, you may have started out like I did, thinking it was a circumstance and then discovered that, no, it was really a mindset and an attitude that I had that needed to be delivered, that I needed to be delivered from. Praying for his direction and then asking for him to help you to walk in the direction that he's given you. And then for his protection so that you don't walk in fear, but that you walk by sight, right? And faith, that you don't walk in fear, that you walk by faith and not by sight. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being a loving God. And we thank you for showing us through these Psalms that we have studied thus far that it is okay for us to lament, for us to be saddened, I guess, by the circumstances, to be vulnerable before you, to let you know that we're not okay with how things are going on in our life, what what is happening, what we see around us, that it hurts us, it troubles us, and we come to you, the God who is creator of heaven and earth, the God who has the answers, the God who does protects us, protect us. And we come to you and we just lament. Understanding that coming to you and acknowledging that things are okay is still a way of praising you because we're acknowledging that you're the one who can change things, that you can change our hearts, that you can change our mindsets, and you can change the circumstances that we are lamenting about. Help us to understand that lamenting isn't complaining. It's just to tell you in our frail human form, the anxiety, the angst, the worry, that we have and we will have it because we are children of the earth at times but being having your spirit within us gives us the mindset to realize that we don't have to stay in that mindset that when it comes we can pass it to you and learn how to set it aside we love you for being a good lord and we ask you to lift up our souls And help us to continue to put our trust in you, to not be ashamed 
of the relationship that we have in you, but to be bold about it. We love you and I ask that you bless each and every person who's listening today as they come to you praying for deliverance. Reveal to them what you would have done. Hear their prayers, Lord. Hear the hurt as they talk to you about their loved one. Hear their disappointment in realizing that the things that they thought were going to happen in the future are not going to happen that way. But give them a sense of peace and joy that only you can. That you have another scenario, a chapter for them that is far better than what they ever could have imagined. Just help them to trust you. We love you and we praise you. Thank you for being our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus.